0: Welcome to another episode of the Big Knowledge Football Dynasty podcast. I'm Sunny, and I'm your host. Welcome back. It is Super Bowl Sunday. I am out here in my garage and it is cold, but I live in California, so it's probably a sauna compared to a lot of you guys out there in the polar vortex of the Midwest, or the middle of the country, I should say. Um, anyway, yeah, it's I'm excited about the Super Bowl today. I, I got to admit that... Uh, Leading up to this whole two weeks, I have not really been thinking about the Super Bowl. I was pretty disappointed that the Patriots won. Uh, not that I'm a Patriots hater or Brady hater. Or anything. I just kind of was, like many people, wanted to see something new. Wanted to see some young blood in there. But, uh, you know, Brady was great. He's getting, you know, I kind of, this last few days, I kind of thought of, uh, what's the movie, Running Man with Arnold Schwarzenegger? It, it there was there's some scenes in there where some of the old gladiators, you know, the guys that have been around killing people for a long time, they they get killed off and everybody's super bummed. And although you can't compare it in the same way, I feel like when we watch some of our football greats, we get so sick of seeing them. I mean, I'm a Golden State Warriors fan, and honestly, I, I now see why a lot of people just get sick of seeing the Warriors because I'm kind of just tired of watching the Brady and the Patriots. And yeah, they're great, but you know, there's only so much of what we want to see. But I'm trying to remind myself that. This will be over soon. And someday we're going to look back and we're going to have crappy gladiators in our Super Bowls. And there are going to be gladiators that aren't Brady and that we can't rely on to just completely blow our mind time and time again. And we're going to be like, whoa, well, how you know I wish we had the old Brady. You know, where's the old Brady? He always showed up, always made a good Super Bowl. And there you know, there's going to be a time when that when he's gone and and we're going to, you know, long for a little bit more Brady. So I'm going to try to approach it that way when I watch the Super Bowl today. I'm still cheering for the Rams, but it's just a hater in me, uh, but I do, you know, like I said, I do appreciate Brady and what he's brought, and I, and I think it will be a good Super Bowl because, I, you know, even if I could see the Rams trying to blow the Patriots out, I just don't see it. I see somehow that they'll hang around just like with the Eagles and stuff, or not the Eagles, the, uh, the other Super Bowl that they came at, Falcons. But yeah, so you know, it's one of those things where I I the Patriots they they can get tiresome to see in the Super Bowl constantly and constantly just being in the championship games and Brady, 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 and it's probably the reason I didn't pay attention at all these last two weeks during the whole Super Bowl coverage. Um, But at the same time, let's appreciate it. Let's enjoy the game. It's still still going to be a great game, and I'm coming back around on it. So anyway, um, welcome to the podcast. I um, am in my garage right now. It is raining, so if you hear raining noises, I apologize. Um, You may also hear some screams and yells coming from the other room. That's my five-year-old son. I bought him a Lego movie maker kit and for the last 48 hours. He's been yelling, action, cut, and making all kinds of movies and stuff. So I I found it. I didn't have the heart to uh, tell him he had to be quiet while making his movies so that Daddy could go make a podcast. So you may hear a little bit of noise and stuff. I apologize for those distractions. Today's podcast is going to be a pretty simple one and one I'm kind of excited to do. Um, it's basically what it is, is it's a few running backs and receivers from this year's draft, uh, upcoming rookie draft, that I probably won't be drafting. Um, just for the simple, either the simple fact that I don't like them as a prospect, or in most cases, it's I just don't like the, where they're being valued. You know, I, I might like them okay as a prospect, but I value them differently than kind of where the consensus is but that said, it's really hard to tell right now. So some of these guys I may choose might end up being, you know, poorly drafted, and then I was kind of right before having to even make that decision, and then they won't, it, won't, it wouldn't have been an issue whether I draft them or not. Other guys, I'm trying to, you know, be a little bit bold and, and target guys that I think other people may want, but I probably won't. So anyway, that's that's going to be the podcast for today. Is just talking about a few of these guys um, that I think are probably not going to be drafted by me for one reason or another. <clears throat> So why don't we just go ahead and jump right in? Uh, the first guy I want to talk about is Little Jordan Humphrey out of Texas. Um, he's a wide receiver, six four, two hundred and twenty pounds. Um, out of high school, he was not a, a huge, highly recruited prospect, three star prospect. Um, he actually played running back in high school and then moved to the wide receiver position. Um, he's big, you know, six four, two twenty. So he wouldn't, you know, not not necessarily ideal running back size anyway. But he also runs like a running back if you see him as a receiver so that's the thing I really like about him he breaks a lot of tackles he seems to really kind of carry that ability he had as a running back breaking tackles making people miss um, he he brings that to the wide receiver position and he's able to kind of make himself useful in a lot of different ways um, as a wide receiver with Texas you know they, they use him for sweeps and running type plays and that you know that can be effective in the NFL so my concern about him is I feel like what I've seen is he's a little bit of a tweener type um, when it comes to the NFL. I feel like he's not really a wide receiver yet, and yet he's you know, definitely not a running back. He's kind of somewhere in between, and it's going to take a team really committed to not only a, a system that's going to have p- spots for him to work enough that it's not just a gimmicky Kind of thing, you know, because when we're looking at his dynasty players, that's great. If he puts up a touchdown here and there, if we can never predict him, it's not going to be much value to us. It's going to be more of a headache. Um, So that's my first concern. Um, But on top of that, it's also he, you know, most of the time these kind of non-traditional players um, have huge obstacles to overcome, and and so you have to just look at your gut and say, okay, do I think he's going to overcome it? Does he look like he has the character or the the makeup or the ability? Um, to do that and my gut says no and he's one that he's one this is more one of the more low-hanging fruit for me on on my list here because I really feel like there's a chance that he drops to the sixth or seventh round or something and then it, it's irrelevant anyway nobody's really going to be drafting him in dynasty um, but right now there's people talking about him being a third round pick there's I've read different things about him having such high upside and I just don't see it so I just have already in my mind said well if he gets drafted in the third round I'm definitely not taking him and if he gets drafted in the 6th or 7th round, then it just confirms what I thought, and then I'm, none of us are going to be taking him. So either way, he's on that list, um, but he's not one of my more bold predictions. So we'll move on from him. So let's go ahead and do a running back. Let's just go ahead and go to my probably my boldest take of all of my, of my list today. David Montgomery. So this one is really interesting to me because I've every time I watch David Montgomery, He looks okay to me. He looks like a good football player, but I don't see anything special, nothing spectacular. Um, You know, he looks tough. He looks like he has good vision, maybe good to great vision, Um, but without the physical traits to always get him where he wants to go. And, And vision is such a hard one. Um, to really, of all the different traits you can watch. I mean, I think we have to remember that when we watch scouts and we watch players, they have a limited number of games. They don't get to see all these guys' practice sessions. They get to see exactly what you get to see. If you go on YouTube and you watch game tape where you just see play-by-play-by-play, by play by play, that's all the scout really gets. And then they get some Pro Bowl stuff, uh, Pro, uh, Senior Bowl stuff, and, and the different kind of stuff leading up to the Combine. But the scouts are kind of limited in, in what they get. So when it comes to a guy's vision, I think it's, it's really hard to, to start making... You know, real strong connections to a guy's ability. I mean, there are certain guys who go, okay, clearly he's got great vision and great this. Other guys, it's kind of like, well, he could have good vision, he could have great vision, he could be average vision. Hard to really tell based on the, the 10, 12 games a season with this offensive line going against such a variety of talent um, in the college game. They're not, you know, you can't, there's no base baseline to put it up against. You know, you're playing one week, you're playing a, a team that's not even on the radar, and next week, you're playing a top caliber team. Just so many aspects to it. So with David Montgomery, let's get back to that. I, you know, th- I think what my biggest aspect of why I'm not going to be drafting him is just I feel like everybody's high. They think he's like a top running back in this class. I see an average Joe. I really do. Um, and I and I know that that toughness and those things can be can overcome. And, and sure, he has decent balance. Um, what I really think about David Montgomery. Let me look at the, the thing. One of the things I looked at was his statistics, and I know statistics. are are, you know shouldn't be what you but when you watch a guy's film then you want to go over and say okay what did he do well he played in the in the big 12 then big 12 defenses are getting better but they're still really notorious for having bad defense and good offense in the big 12 and as a running back his first season he basically had 100 carries he did break the 5 yard per carry average but in his last two seasons, he had 250 carries a season, and he averaged 4.4 yards per carry in 2017 and 4.7 yards a carry in 2018 in the Big 12, folks. And this is supposed to carry over to being an every down back in the NFL. This is what I'm reading. People are telling me this is an every down back. This is what people are saying because of his ability to handle the rock, because he has so many touches, because he was consistent is what they say. But to me, I just see consistently below average in college, in a below average conference with defense. You know, you go go back and look at averages of great running backs. that are in the NFL now, and what their averages of, you know, the runs, yards per carry were in college. I mean, I, I looked at Ronald Jones averaged six yards per carry. Rashad Penny, like eight, 11 yards per carry one season. I mean, it's things like they're absurd numbers because you're in college and you're playing a lot of different teams. If a guy can't break the five yard per carry mark in 500 carries over two seasons, what makes you think he's going to suddenly jump to the NFL and be some kind of effective back? I just don't see it. And when the film, when you watch him, show me where, I mean, he has good catching ability. He has decent wiggle, but I hear good wiggle. I don't see it. I don't see any hard, you know, enough explosion. I see a jag, just an average guy. And that's fine. And if you slipped somehow, or if, if maybe I see numbers in the combine that you know that kind of like oh okay maybe he's more of an athlete than I thought. Um, those are the kind of things that would it would take for me to kind of start moving him back towards draftability for me. But when I look at him compared to the rest of the running back, there's so many different guys that are explosive. Um, and this isn't even a great running back class. But there's so many guys that are that have talents. Um, that are usable in the NFL, you know, and, and I will give him credit. David Montgomery is a good pass catcher, so he there is a chance that you know. But I just I see him better as, as just a, as a backup or a guy that comes out and, and spells the guy, um, or you know, there's just I don't see him as, as a team going. And when you talk about every down backs, I, I, you know, a couple of the articles I read is like he could be an every down back. Well, let me ask you this: the NFL has very few every down backs right now. And that is because it's become a specialized league. And so how is a guy whose average talent going to come in and just take an every down back role with so many versatile types of backs in the league? The only guys who are every down backs in this league are guys that are elite talents. Or they have a situation um, that is just somehow working for them right now. But that's not going to last and we all know it and that's that. that usually tempers their value anyway. We all know the guys – that have elite talent and elite production, and it's usually because they're good enough to warrant getting every snap. Otherwise, if your guy is only good enough to be part of the rotation, there's plenty of other guys to mix in with him to make that rotation, so why wouldn't a team do it? And that's what most teams do. So I, my brain just can't wrap itself around making David Montgomery the centerpiece of your offense – for any NFL team, a good one, a bad one, you know, it might happen. He might end up there, um, but its I don't think it's certainly anybody's first choice. He's not an elite talent, and therefore, yeah, he could make it happen, But and, and he could be um, a Kareem Hunt type. But if you look at Kareem Hunt, Kareem Hunt averaged way more yards per carry in college, and he caught the ball more effectively, and he was still kind of, like, questionable coming in. This David Montgomery guy is just kind of – I don't I, – I know I get there's there's – you know, different reasons for love, and maybe the scouts see something I don't. I am not a scout. I've admitted this, but I do trust my eye. I've been pretty darn good at picking running backs, especially ones for the NFL, especially ones for PPR leagues, and David Montgomery does not fit that thing, especially when you take into account where he's going to be drafted. He's going to be a first-round pick. Might even be a top-five pick. I don't know. I keep hearing that everywhere I look on Reddit, whatever. I see people putting him up there, and i have just constantly going, nope. I could take so many receivers. I could take plenty of other running backs. I'd rather just wait and take another running back similar to his skill set, or just a scat bat type, you know, one of these satellite backs. Way more, way more. So that's that's David Montgomery for you. So there, there. That's one of my more bold ones. It may not be um, after the draft. I, I honestly think that people are going to be surprised that he's not drafted nearly as high as they as they expect him to be. But maybe I'm wrong. Um, okay, so let's move on to another wide receiver, um, David Seals. West Virginia, he, if you don't know who David Steels is, it's an interesting story, you should look it up because it is pretty fascinating. If you remember um, way back when Lane Kiffin gave a scholarship to a seventh grader to be his quarterback at USC, and it made headlines, and you know, it's one of those things where there's nothing holding that guy or the team to that, but it's just kind of, I remember when it happened, I was clearly like, what, a seventh grade quarterback just got a scholarship to a major college like USC? that made news well guess what that quarterback that seventh grade kid his name was david seals and he's now a wide receiver at west virginia and he actually went to west virginia tried to be a quarterback failed uh went to another college to be quarterback because he wanted to stay quarterback they they wanted him to move to wide receiver he failed at that and then went back to west virginia and over the last two years has one been one of the better college wide receivers you know in, in college football he's he's pretty there's things about him i'm really you know impressed with so let's talk about his good for one i think he has great football character and and what do i mean by great football character well he loves football and the reason i think that is he was a rich kid when i read about this kid his dad was like had had a lot of money and when he was in los angeles area or something and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say i have all this story perfect but i'll give you kind of the gist of what i got which was somehow something happened with his high school where he didn't have a, the team kind of like dissipated at the last second or something so his dad literally paid for and made a high school team just so his son could play quarterback so this is the kind of family he comes from it's beyond all of us anyone the, the idea that you could pay for and make something happen just for your son and his friends to have a football team to continue his football career but he did and he continued and over the years i mean the kid was a quarterback and they had so much hype about this kid and his mechanics And he said he was one of the most mechanically sound and blah, blah, blah. And he grew up to be a good enough athlete that he could transition to a 6'4", 205-pound wide receiver. So, you know, there's so many things I go, okay, that's impressive. That takes changing position, um, going from being told you can't do it and and deciding I still want to do it, moving schools. It means he loves football, whether it's because his dad or whatever, his past, whatever it is, when you love football that much, that makes a big difference. This guy wants to be a football player and is going to do whatever he can to be a professional football player. So that, that to, you've, you've listened to my podcast before, you know I take those things very seriously. I think a mental aspect of football and, and sports um, is super underrated, especially when it comes just to the want to. So David Seals definitely has the want to. Um, so then why, let me tell a couple, a couple other good things. He's, he, he's great hands. He has really high pointability and he's great with the deep deep ball. He just gets goes down the field He's like a white Randy Moss sometimes, he's just like long, lean, and just runs up and jumps over everybody and catches the ball. So he has a good catch rate. There's some things I saw about him, I'm like, wow, this kid is really impressive, especially since he hasn't been at playing the wide receiver position for his whole life, and he's still learning the nuances, but you can tell he's learning, you know, at least a lot of the nuances. Um, where my concerns are, um, and this is why I probably won't be drafting David Seals, is I feel like he has a super slow release off the line, and I feel like... He's just kind of below average when it comes to a lot of the aspects of the quickness, change of direction, um, and tackle breaking. I mean, I am not kidding you. He has no yak. Yards after the catch is like practically a zero. I mean, I'm not looking at statistics. I'm looking at what I saw on film. His, he, he catches the ball, and if there's someone near him, he falls down. I mean, literally, I never saw him break a tackle. I don't know that I ever saw him break a single tackle in all the film I watched. And I watched quite a bit of film and I watched a lot of different things. What I see is his attack was down the field. He would catch the ball. But as soon as someone was near him, he was not, you know, kind of opposite of Lil Jordan Humphrey. I mean, it's like if you could combine the two talents of Lil Jordan Humphrey and David Seals, you'd have an amazing player. Because I feel like Lil, da- Lil Jordan Humphrey can't catch the deep ball, he can't really run that jump, he, they, you know, he's 6'4", and they say he can out-jump people. I didn't see a lot of it. I felt like he was not a great hands catcher, not a great he wasn't uh, high-pointing the ball or kind of tracking the ball um, naturally, like I see some guys do, and that, that's a big red flag for me, for a guy who's supposed to transition to a wide receiver. But back to David Seals, I feel like he does that fantastically, but it's just the other things. What? How is a team, especially us as a dynasty owner, how are we going to get enough out of that? And I feel like it's just you're going to be waiting for the big play and the big touchdown, and it will happen sometimes, and I feel like this guy will probably find a way uh, to make a mark in this league, at least somehow. And, and, and But to, to what extent, um, to to being a, a prime time, I just don't even know if I you can count on him as a number two, as a real X receiver that can you know be... Because really, he's, he's more like a, a poor man's Tyrell Williams, and we can't even do anything with Tyrell Williams. What are we going to do with David Seals? So, you know, like I said, I, I, I don't love... his his catch ability, after the catch ability, I really don't love his ability off the line. Um, That's, I think, the biggest thing. And I think that there's just this small community that loves David Seals. Maybe because of his story, Uh, maybe it's just because he's a gritty white dude. I don't know, you know, always what's behind it, but there's a little bit of buzz on David Seals that maybe if he wasn't this, didn't have this story that that was kind of fascinating, I'm not necessarily sure his talent and his skill set would be warranting all that buzz, um, that's just my opinion. But I feel like you know he's. It, it 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 could I could end up being wrong about this. I'd like to see more, but right now he's kind of on that list of I think he's being a little overvalued. I th- I'm pretty sure that along the way somebody somewhere is going to be taking him before I decide I want to take him. There's just enough other guys that that are very close that I prefer. So that is the other one, David Sills Okay, so the last one we're on to the final guy, Benny Snell. Benny Snell, um, let me see the look up old Benny. Um, we sh- we better hope he doesn't get drafted by the Jets, first of all, um, because you're going to be hearing Benny, 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 and the Jets constantly. So you think it was annoying me doing it right there? Oh, just wait. If he gets drafted by the Jets, it's, it's, you will never hear the end of the Benny and the Jets. It'll be like a whole new revolution. But honestly, it's not going to happen because they already have Benny. His name's is Isaiah Crowell. You know, it's basically, to me, that's Benny. is Isaiah Crowell or Royce Freeman or something. So, anyway, let's talk about Benny Snell from Kentucky. He's another one of these running backs that, to me, is getting a lot of hype. He's one of the top, quote, five running backs in this draft. Everyone seems to be on him. Um, I like what I see for Benny Snell. I don't hate what I see. I think, I, in fact, I part of me likes him a little bit better than David Montgomery. I, I kind of would probably prefer him over David Montgomery um, just because I see Certain things of his game, he's definitely not a pass catcher, and that—that to me is the biggest negative coming into the NFL. If a guy is not a pass catcher, you almost need to cross him off your list immediately. I understand that college some teams just don't throw to their receivers, but Benny Snell, I've watched it. His pass catching is screen passes. That's what he catches. He doesn't—he doesn't have that natural acumen running out, running routes. It's just he's more of a bowling ball kind of guy. So that immediately already, so I, that David Montgomery, to be honest with you, I probably would take Montgomery over him just because of his pass catching, but running style, running ability, I actually kind of would prefer Benny Snell maybe a little bit to him. So the thing about Snell to me is, he, like I said, he's kind of Isaiah Crowell or, or Royce Freeman to me, and I think the league is, is moved to the point, and he's not even as good as those players. Honestly, I don't think he's he's as talented as either of those guys and probably didn't Raid Out as is as talented, uh, but in this year's draft class, I just feel like there's a lot of running backs that are, people are kind of uh, having to pump up a little bit, just because there's, it, it's a weird, there's no superstar running back besides maybe Josh Jacobs and Damian Harris type, um, or or a guy uh, like the, the the kid out of Oklahoma who's injured, so Rodney Anderson, so th- those are the ones that, that to me, like, and, and even those, uh, there's, there's like a lot of question marks with those, so with me, Benny Snell, I, I just see him getting picked a lot. I see him kind of being hyped up as, as one of those top guys. And I see an average back. You know, very similar to David Montgomery, I see a guy who averaged. He did actually a little bit better in his yards per carry. Um, and he actually played in the SEC as well. He averaged five yards a carry. Oh, and he had a lot of carries, too, um, over his last two years. He did come out as a junior, I think, because he was assuming he's you know going to get draft placement but i don't necessarily know that's just because it's a weak draft i mean this might be the good year you don't want to come out next year there's definitely going to be a fight for any kind of draft position uh, next year and, that, and another thing this is off topic is you know i like to do that i'm really curious to see what happens with these wide receivers because every mock draft i see i see wide receivers being taken you know like second round, first round, you know, all the Kelvin Harmons, and it's, they, it doesn't matter which one it is, because I don't think, until the combine happens and everything, until the teams actually kind of like start clarifying um, what they like and, and what kind of position they're, you know, which type of receiver they're looking for, it's going to be a little harder. But I, what I see is that there are I mean, so many guys. You already know this. We've talked about this. Any podcast who has been looking at the receivers knows there's so many guys. And that's not the kind of thing when there's that many guys that you're going to see teams just going after wide receivers in the first or second round. In fact, it wouldn't surprise me if we see so many of these guys fall. Um, just like we saw when I talked about before, Aquinami, Sam Brown, some of these guys that were hyped, tall, big kind of receivers um, that are coming out. This year's class is just full of those guys. In the NFL, we don't know that – that the NFL hasn't fully transitioned um, to, to kind of smaller elite route runner type receivers. And there's not that many of those guys. In fact, there's I don't know if there's any small elite route runners. I've got some some sneaky picks that I can't wait to talk about, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save those for another podcast um, of some wide receivers and stuff that are not really on people's radar. Um, but I feel like the, there's going to be so many receivers available that we may find that the draft, capital is not what we think it should be and that does not it may not necessarily diminish the value of those wide receivers meaning some of these guys may be first or second round prospects but they might end up going late second or third because there's gonna be other there's just so many a glut of them so teams that are wide receiver heavy or needy up at the first end of the first or early second whatever might take their guy that they chose that they like but there's still a handful of other guys that are still quote you know first or second round talents but if teams don't need them or they already have drafted guys last year or whatever, there is mo- very likelihood that those guys are dropping to the third, to the fourth, to the fifth, to the sixth. You know, we we think of the sixth round and it just seems like, oh, that's just a garbage pick. No, not to NFL teams. They There is a glut of talent sometimes at certain positions, whether it's linebacker or offensive line, defensive line. That carries deep into that draft and they start taking flyers on those guys. And it's so hard, like I said, to differentiate these guys coming out from 30 games played. That You don't know everything about him, and sometimes the sixth-round guy is better than the second-round guy, or sometimes there's just a slight difference. The second-round player might be just a little bit better, but in the scheme of the career, you don't think, oh, that guy's five rounds better than than the other guy. And so I guess my point is, is just watch this draft. I think it will be interesting. I'm kind of excited to see it because it may end up kind of shaking people's beliefs about how this receiver class is so strong people might suddenly go oh maybe it's not so strong after all all these receivers didn't go to a way late and that might just be the fact that there's a glut at receiver that doesn't necessarily make these receivers any less talented or less their you know lessens their ability to impact that NFL team that they go to um, it we will have to wait and see but i'm open minded to the fact that they can drop in the draft and still be really good players um, just based on the fact that this year there's a ton of those players and you the teams You know, just like anything else, supply and demand, they're aware of that when they're going into the draft. They're not like, oh my God, we love Kelvin Harmon. He's a first round prospect, so we have to take him. The the other guy's going, yeah, but we got six other guys JJ RC Whitehead, you know, all these other dudes. We could take any of these next round or the next round. Let's see. Let's roll the dice. See how long we go. Just like with us in Dynasty Football when players try to wait on a player to see how many rounds they still want the player. They love the player, but they want to see what value they can get for him. If they can wait, because they might need defensive end, they might need another position. So that is very likely to happen when a position like the wide receiver position, which it's kind of a glut of talent anyway, I think across the league, there's just always guys because it's a highly paid position and it's kind of a glorified position. For me, there's a lot of guys that want to be wide receivers and, um, any guy who has a choice between a wide receiver and a defensive back, most guys over the past ten so years probably chose wide receivers. The smart ones probably chose cornerback because they realized there's not as much competition and they get paid really well. But there's, you know, or the guys that had terrible hands. That's what they always say when you see defensive backs drop passes. They go, "Oh, that's why I play defense." And yeah, you know, it could be some truth to that. But I think a lot of times it's just the skill set of a cornerback and the skill set of a wide receiver isn't that much different. It's just when they make that decision to make the change and commit themselves to that one position, you lose out on the ability to adjust, you know, to to adjust your body and everything to another position. And so with the glut of wide receiver talent, it just pushes that value down. Expect that, cheer for that, don't be disappointed when it happens, allow it to happen, and then piece it in and remember that when you're adding these players to your roster that a fifth round pick may just come in there and take that spot. He may not, but he may. Anyway, that is pretty much it for the podcast. Um I'm gonna go watch some of this uh, pregame football stuff today and hang out with my kids, maybe make some movies. And um anyway, yeah, that's it. If you guys want to get a hold of me, you can find me on Twitter at Big Knowledge FO1. That's Big Knowledge Football on Twitter. Uh you can email the show at big at gmail.com. Um One thing I would like to say is if you guys would give me a review, I would really appreciate it. You know, I've been doing this podcast for almost a year now. I have zero reviews, and I don't take it that personally because, honestly, I don't do a lot of reviews. But I do give reviews to my favorite podcasts, and I'm not expecting to be your favorite. But if you like this podcast, if you like what I do, take a minute. Make a smile on my face. I'd appreciate it. Give me a review. I have zero reviews. I've been working hard for you guys. I think I've had some good stuff. So, anyway, yeah, I think that's it for this show. Um, I'll be back with some other content coming soon when I get a chance in a little window and that's it so thank you for listening and talk to you soon